today on the DML News Podcast, Democrats critique Trump's border security plans and Trump's, well, I don't know, what would you call Trump's Miss Carol? I don't know. Trump's worst nightmare? She says how she's going to spend her $83 million. We're going to cover that. Plus, Cori Bush, a member of the squad, in trouble with the Department of Justice. We've got these stories and a whole lot more. So get ready, because it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word, and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch, and I thank you for joining me today. Across from me is Denny, my son, my oldest son. Sitting behind the controls is my younger son, Ryan. Both of them sporting their little beards, as I said yesterday. And one more day without having a shake. Cannot have a shake just yet. I almost feel as if the voice is back, hopefully by tomorrow, just in time for me to give a speech. I'm giving a speech, the first speech I've given in eight years. I'm giving it on February 1st uh, down in South Florida. And of course, I will lose my voice again. Denny, uh, instead of me sitting here and complaining about my own woes, maybe we should discuss uh, the Democrats and how it is that they're all upset with Donald J. Trump and MAGA in terms of the ideas they have for securing the border. Do do we dare to start this uh, podcast with a video? I think so. Why don't you tell them who it is and what uh, he's saying? Yeah, so this is uh, Representative Garcia, Democrat from California, so no surprise there. Um, and this is a great example of someone trying to make a case for something but having the absolute opposite effect. Uh, where, where is he showing this video? Uh, this this video. Where is this video? It's in Congress. It's uh, Congress. It was a meeting of some kind regarding uh, border security because they have so many of those meetings, but no effective uh, solution there. Play, play the video. I, I I will not yield. I want to remind the public that Donald Trump and House Republicans also have their own ideas for the border. So let's review the majority's border ideas that they've actually presented. Here they are. Donald Trump actually has said that he wants to build alligator moats along the border. That's one of his incredible ideas. Another idea that Donald Trump has promoted is he actually wants to electrify the border fence and maybe even put some spikes on the border. That's another Donald Trump and MAGA majority border idea. Another idea, which I'm not sure how how well it would go, is he wants to actually bomb northern Mexico with missiles. That's another Trump idea. And finally, I think one of the ones that I think um, is the most grotesque is suggestions that instead we should maybe just shoot migrants in the legs as they cross the border. So once again, the Donald Trump and MAGA plan is alligator moats, bombing northern Mexico, shooting migrants in the legs and electrifying the fence and putting spikes on them. That is the Donald Trump border plan. All right, so this border plan, and for those of you who are watching, you can see Dennis's beautiful dog named Robin, who's at the office today. He's made an appearance. Yeah, yeah. clearly making his first uh, podcast experience and appearance here. He has uh, a passion for immigration, so there, there you he go. knew when to come in. Now put Robin at the border, and we'll have yeah, him pee. He'll stop them from crossing. He will pee on the migrants. That will... That will bark them away. That would actually be an improvement of smell, maybe. <laughs> anyway, so let's go over the criticisms of this plan. Not that this is Donald J. Trump's plan, but this is what the Democrats do. They lie 
They want to make these things sound as if they're real uh, because the more they um, make Trump sound like the devil, the more they think that it's going to scare away voters. First of all, this is not Donald J. Trump's plan for a secure border. However, these things that are pointed out are very, very effective. Sound amazing. Okay. First thing, let me ask you a question, Ryan. You could feel free to jump in at any given time. We live in Florida. A definite, a definite new thing for us is alligators. I can tell you, back in New York, if you went into the ocean, maybe you worried about if there was a shark. Maybe. How many times did I take you out of my boat out to Lake Montauk? We'd buzz around on the boat. I'd take you guys on rafts. You fell off the raft. Ha, 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 ha. I'd eventually take the boat back around and pick you back up a couple of minutes later. You never worried about anything in Lake Montauk. If I do that now here in Florida, your mother is going to be screaming at me. In fact, she wouldn't allow me to put you on a raft because she would be so afraid that alligators would be coming up and biting you and taking you underneath. We had an alligator in our backyard not so long ago, and we were panicked. We were like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Would you cross the Rio if you knew that alligators were sitting in there by the Lord knows hundreds? Would you do it? Not a chance. Not a chance, right? I would not be crossing, no. What about you, Ryan? If I was desperate enough, yes. But if it was crocodiles, no way. Say, that's where they're failing. They need to replace the alligator picture with a crocodile picture. Crocodiles don't care. Those are the aggressive ones. Not that alligators won't, but crocodiles, they they won't mess around. Neither will the alligators. No, no, alligators would still be enough to deter me. Okay, you know what? I don't know if I have this on my phone. I don't think I do. I'll look for it, and Ryan can play it when he puts things together. Do you remember? I think it was you and I who went. Remember we went to an alligator farm down in Alligator Alley? Yes. Didn't we go there one day? Yeah. I mean. They're huge. It's a scary thing. It's a scary thing. You put the alligators in the Rio, and you know what? Texas no longer has an illegal immigration problem at all. They're all going to go to New Mexico. They're going to go to Arizona. They're going to go to California. So I think that would be a great idea. That's number one. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. They're animals. What's the problem? In fact, I would add something else. I would put Rattweilers on the U.S. side in case they get past the alligators. Try to get rid of the try to get past the Rottweiler. It's not going to happen. Rottweilers, German Shepherds, whatever. Now this isn't ridiculous because if you go to the White House and you go up to the gates of the White House, there are men there with long guns and German Shepherds. Those dogs are ready to attack if you jump the fence at the White House. You're going to be facing long guns and dangerous dogs. So the White House has no problem defending itself against American citizens with long guns and with uh, dogs, biting dogs, crazy, vicious dogs. Why all of a sudden do they want not want to do it to people invading the country? I don't understand why this is even a bad thing. He, they, he, again, this is a very good example of someone trying to prove a point. And then their point being completely counter in terms of response. Because when I found that video, everyone's like, this is fantastic. It may not even be enough. but uh, Listen, it would cost no money. It w- that was the whole well, thing. But wait, you hear Biden all the time. And Mayorkas, we need the money. We need the money to secure the border. Need the money? We'll just take alligators out of the freaking, out of, out of Florida, out of Alabama, out of Georgia. We'll send them to you for free. Yeah. 
We'll pay you to take them. We have Get an them excess, out of my water. We have an excess amount. Yeah, and there's relocation programs for them all the time. Why not relocate them there? And again, this is not us, you know, sending an army of crocodiles or alligators to your Mexican village. They're going to be at the border. They're a deterrent. They're situated. You would have no issue uh, having to deal with them if you don't go to cross. And and listen, I bet you if you ask the alligators, if the alligators to talk, if you ask the alligators, Ryan, what would be your favorite cuisine? I bet you they'd say Mexican food. So why not? <laughs> I'm surprised. Uh, no, you have some tacos. I'm surprised no one has, you know, accidentally released them into the. Because uh, well, well, people dump alligators everywhere. I'm surprised they haven't dumped them. Dude, you can find alligators in New York City. Mm-hmm. People take alligators to New York City, and you find them in in the uh, down in the uh, down not in the subways, down in the in the waterways underneath underneath the uh, underneath the ground and all the sewers. You know, people do it all the time. I'm telling you right now, alligators. I would not even think. I mean, I, I'm not kidding. I have alligator. I mean, I have alligator fears. I am really, really, truly alligator phobic. In fact, if you remember, I think it was going back around Easter time, we took the boat out and we were all jumping off the boat. And right. So we were, uh, what the hell is that called? Fort Pierce, Fort Pierce Inlet. So right coming right off the ocean, there's an inlet where all the boats come in and we were jumping off the boat and swimming around. And I barely was doing it because I was standing at the top of the boat taking watch, making sure there were no alligators around. I mean, I'm panicked on this kind of thing. What'd you say? Or sharks. Or sharks. Yeah. Right. I'm telling you, you put, you put alligators, crossings will drop hugely. And look, I mean, look, look at the rest of that. You got to wonder how much money and resource is wasted in some of these politicians' offices to make a you know, meme billboard the way they did, you know, the Donald Trump plan with an alley. Like, it looks like something made like on Photoshop. Right. For people. And he's trying to be taken seriously. Yes. For people who are not watching, um, you know, Representative Garcia, to hone in his point, made this uh, giant printout billboard with all these ideas that he claims are all exclusively Trump's, by the way. Uh, and you can see the alligators in the moat, uh, electricity coursing through the fence. You even have a what looks like an F-16 or some kind of fighter jet dropping bombs too. So it's a whole... That's it, taxpayer it, money. Yes, it, it literally looks like someone asked their 12, 13-year-old son to uh, come up with their uh, digital art protection yeah, plan. but at $1,000 an hour, Dad. Yes, yeah, so, and then and then present it as seriously as this guy tried well, doing. Well, let's go back, because I think this is a great border plan. I've been doing the border for a long time. I think this is fantastic. I think it works, Number yeah. two is electro- uh, electric electrifying the fence, and spikes at the top of the fence. I know three of us have never been in prison, and I don't plan on any three of us ever being in prison because we're good people. But how many times have you driven past a prison? What do you see? You see barbed wire on the fence. You see spikes on the fence. And I bet you in many cases, the fence is actually electrocuted, right? You're, if you're a prisoner, you're getting out. You're not getting out. So who are in the, our state penitentiaries? Let's see. We've got murderers. We've got people who are DWIs. We've got hardened criminals. What's coming through our border right now? Well, gee, we've got cartel drug drug runners and drug traffickers. We've got human traffickers. We've got MS thirteen. We've got rapists. So why not do it the why not do it the reverse? Why aren't we electrocuting our fences to keep these people out? I don't understand it at all. <laughs> Nobody's going to try to climb it. I, I can't emphasize enough how 
great this plan actually would be. Like I'm trying it to envision work, it, it would work. You don't even need the alligators. Electrify anything, and you no one. That's something you don't ever mess with. As a, you could be the most hardcore person in the world. You're not going through an electric fence. We'll use I, solar panels. What'd you say? We'll use solar panels. We'll use solar panels. We could get wind farms. Yeah, we can make this wind be a farms whole to energy get the electric initiative. Listen, we can bring the Democrats in on this, right? So think about it for a second. I have been to the border countless times, and one of the things that I'm always astonished by is how it is that we have these big, huge steel girder fences, right? And what do they do? The cartel, they take a saw, they cut right through these huge ballard fences, no problems whatsoever. If they don't do that, they get a ladder and they climb over. If they don't climb over, they get a, they get a, uh, a shovel, they build a tunnel. If we electrocute this stuff, they ain't going to touch any of it. They're not going to go with the fence. And so what's going to happen? Think about this. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a great plan. You got alligators in the moat along the Rio. Then you get an electric fence and you put it in Arizona. And now what you're doing is you're flanking these illegals to California and to New Mexico. So now we've only got to watch two states instead of four states. What's next? Bomb New Mexico right, and, and I- shoot migrants in the legs. Let's go with the shoot migrants in the legs. Oh, okay. I was going to go with the bombing. No, the bombing's last. Okay. So shooting migrants in the legs. Now, there's a difference between New York and Florida, the only two places in my life that I've ever lived. If you come on my property in New York, I don't know who you are. You look like a shady character. You even threaten my family. If I shoot you in New York, even though you are the aggressor, I'm going to be in trouble. There's no doubt. In fact, the law in New York is if there is a confrontation, you have to take every measure possible to try to stop it from becoming an escalated problem. Okay. In Florida, it's a totally different beast. It's called stand your ground, stand my ground. If a person comes on my property and they look like they're presenting a threat, I could simply say to them, Mr. Jones, you must get off my property now. If you continue to come up my property, I can shoot you dead. Stand your ground. It's a great, great thing. Okay. With that said, I don't know if we necessarily have to create stand your ground along the border. I bet you if you were to just shoot these people with rubber bullets, it would be enough to deter them. They don't know it's rubber bullets until they get hit with them. But if they saw guns and they heard the universal sound of get the F out, which is I remember going into a gun store. The first gun I ever bought in New York was a rifle. And I walked in and I said, what's the most powerful gun here in in the store? I want to buy it. He says, they're all the same power. And I said, all the same power. I said, how could that be? He says, it's the universal sound of you're going to die. He says, a lot of times you never have to go past that. And I remember him saying that. I still bought the most expensive gun they had in the place. But nonetheless, let the, let the illegals know that we're going to fire. You don't even have to hit them. Rubber bullets. Boom, 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 boom. So, 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 Saudi Arabia goes to the other extreme. They actually shoot the people trying to cross into their country. So this is not some far-fetched, barbaric idea that came out of nowhere. I mean, look how hardcore some of these countries keep out Palestinians. They're trying to get like Egypt. So, you know, for the, for the notion that he's thinking we're, you know, on the extreme for using, uh, you know, firearms to defend ourselves, like you said, rubber bullets shoot at their feet. Just even the sight of it is enough for prevention. 
And uh, where's this concern for the fact that maybe the smugglers are also smuggling in drugs and weapons through the border? I mean, does he have any concern about those firearms coming through? You know, hey, listen, Obama ran guns to the Mexicans, so it, he obviously they don't care. But I'm not kidding. In Florida, because you know that there is the stand your ground, people don't screw around like they would in in New York. In fact, I was one of the stories I was having with one of my very close friends was that in New York, if you're driving on the Long Island Expressway or the Southern State Parkway or the Northern Parkway, quite often you'll wind up getting people going into road rage, right? Somebody cut you off before you know it. They're chasing you down. They're giving you the middle finger. Why? Because they have no fear that the guy in the car has a gun. It's very unlikely you have a gun. If you do have one, it's illegal. Here in Florida, you don't see that same road rage that you do in New York because now in Florida, it's presumed everybody's got a gun. So if I go cutting some guy off and give him the finger and roll down my window and say, guess what, man, I'm going to F you up. Oh, really? So the deterrent of those guns is everything. It's the reason why they armed police officers and and security guards at banks. You're going to think twice before you want to go steal the money. You could get shot. It's why a man in a White House is going to sit there with a vicious dog and a long gun, an M16. You want to jump that fence? You want to try to go get the president? You're going to have to get through the gun, me, and this vicious dog. So it's as a deterrent. So I'm not suggesting by any stretch that we start shooting people, although I have no problem with shooting cartel, MS-13, or anybody who's a criminal who wants to break into our country, but I'm talking about the migrants, the people who are just coming here for a better life, that just want to cut your lawn, they don't want to cut your throat, they just want to be here because they're looking to leave persecution, which is bullshit. All they want to do is make $20 an hour cutting lawns, which I understand completely, but you're breaking into our, you're breaking into our house. So they ain't going to come. That's it. It's a deterrent. I love the idea. I, I don't want to jump ahead because it's one of our stories today, but the idea of security is very normal. And Democrats are trying to make it seem like it's an unnormal thing. But what's hysterical is that Democrats themselves, like Cory Bush, thrive on security. They need it because they're politicians. But when it comes to us, apparently it's a, an irrelevant conversation. Yeah. You know? Donald so. Trump's a big, bad, evil guy. So let's get to the last idea, which is yes. bomb northern Mexico. I think this is a terrible idea on its surface. Here's why. Until you take out the word northern, it falls short. I say bomb all of Mexico. Bomb the whole damn thing. Send it into the Pacific. Send it into the Gulf. Talk about it. Take tours. It's a great way to make money. Hey, would you like to look at the lost city of Mexico? Here you go. You'd sell a fortune. Bomb the hell out of that country. Specifically, go after the cartels. If any president was to get on the radio or on the telephone or on the TV or on Twitter, X, whatever they're calling themselves today, and make a public announcement saying, starting tomorrow, we're going to be bombing every single last drug cartel in the country of Mexico. We're telling you, if you live anywhere near a cartel, to get the hell out. There's nobody. There's no, even the, You know who's going to line up for that first and foremost, Dennis? The Mexican people who have been terrorized by this scum every single day of their life, who just would say, I'd love to have my country. I'd like to have my country, but I can't because it's taken over by the corrupt cartels. I say bomb the living hell out of this. The problem solves itself because the cartel is one of your biggest problems. There are, there are videos on the DML News app, specifically right now in California, where they are showing that the, the trucks are just dropping people off to the end of the fence. They're walking over, and they're, beginning, they're, they're getting welcome letters 
There are volunteers that are giving them welcome letters to let these illegals know where they could go next. I mean, it is insane. This is like a tourist industry at this point. So my sense is bomb the hell out of it. Put these other things into play. I'd add one more thing to this whole plan. Landmines? <laughs> Sorry. I always throw that the problem one. with the landmines is that, remember, not everybody on the Border Patrol is a Republican and conservative, so you will have Democrats, and by default, they're stupid, so they would stand on, these, they would stand on the landmines, and then we would get lawsuits, and you know what Democrats love to do with their lawsuit money, right? We'll get to that in one second. But no, the only other thing that I would add to this plan to guarantee it is you got to add in mandatory E-Verify. The reason being is because we have a problem here in the country. We've got about 50 to 60 million illegal aliens that we got to get rid of. Yeah, look, I'm not a, a, what would be the terminology? The, you know, I'm not a war hawk with a neocon. Like, you know, kind of like how a Nikki Haley is like, let's go to war with everyone because specifically me, but we can make money. The only time I think I would be so on board with her rhetoric, it's not for Ukraine. And even though Israel's our ally, you know, I don't want to be wasting our American resources on some other entity. But if, if there was a seriousness of let's take it to Mexico because the border's ridiculous, the fentanyl's ridiculous, it, you know, I don't think Mexico's all that bright to be making their own fentanyl labs the way they are without some outside help. You know, but obviously they are the catalyst here. They're our neighbor to the south. Uh, you know, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Canadians, but they haven't been the problem to us the way Mexico has. That would be an armed cl- conflict where as much as I would love to avoid war, that's the one where I'm like, that's where we have to hit home. That's what's impacting everything that's hurting us right now. So when, you know, Representative Garcia is saying, oh, we got a bomb, uh, you know, or Trump saying bomb all of northern Mexico. It's like, first of all, that's not what he means. And second of all, if the concept is, yeah, go out, go out or go after, you know, the, the cartel hideouts and the cartel uh, headquarters and bases, then yes, because they are running a almost uh, not-so-secret war at this point on American people. You know, let's take some actual, I mean, DeSantis promoted it, let's take some real actual action against the cartel. And like you said, Mexican citizens would be all for it. They can't defend themselves at this point. I, I'm telling you, I want to be very, very clear in, in my dialogue. I am not saying let's open up on innocent Mexican citizens. Yeah, no, that's not what we're saying whatsoever. No, what we're saying is those Mexican citizens, the people who are proud of their country, proud of their heritage, proud of, you know, I was saying before about how alligators would love tacos. My favorite night is Tuesday taco night. I mean, you're talking about a God-fearing population that I think are some of the hardest working people I've ever met in my life. They can't get any level of freedom in that country because everything is corrupt and everything is ran by the cartels. I am telling you, if those people were secretly balloted and said, do you want us to come in and clean up the mess in your country, 95% of them would absolutely say yes. Look at El Salvador, what that president just did. I mean, he, he, he didn't cut crime in half. He... He like went Batman mode. He eliminated crime. Like it, it is ninety five percent down because of that supermax prison. If if that could even be somewhat applied to Mexico, and I think people need to realize, like if the cartel was taken out, like and I mean like their their factions, you know, all, just their presence was gone. Sometimes the impact that they have on these people they're bringing up to the border through the Darien Gap and all of that, I, I, I think you'd almost. I mean, look, some cultures don't. 
uh, mend, obviously. I don't think we'll ever have a, a, a mendful a culture with someone from uh, East Africa or the Middle East. But some of these uh, more hardened, crazy migrants that are coming over, and you're like, how do they get this attitude or this behavior? It's because they went through six months of either being raped by the cartel, being terrorized by the cartel, having to live through those means. Imagine if that wasn't the case. You know, There would probably be a better scenario of these migrants actually coming here for those you know, reasons that they're always trying to canvas, like, oh, better life, better life. But now some of them, you know, they get recruited in. Some of these kids, they're teenagers, they don't start out that way. But when, you know, they get mixed in, you're like, hey, you're going to join our faction or we're going to rape your mom and kill you. That's, I mean, that is a literal thing you have seen that we have heard about. Uh, you know, that, that that's what changes people. So imagine if that wasn't the case anymore where the cartel didn't have such an authority over that entire region of the world. I think you would, you know, see maybe a little bit of a different behavioral change. Well, there's a problem with trying to take out the cartels, and that's that the, one of the most powerful entities in this country is the banks. You know, the banking system, the banks, they are some of the biggest lobbyists. They are some of the biggest, most powerful entities there are. Yeah. The banks love the cartels because the banks make tons of money, tons of money from all the things that come from illegal immigration. The money that gets sent home, they're making fees on that stuff. The cash that gets deposited, they're making money on that stuff. Everything. Now, even even uh, there are stories, I remember, uh, this is all going back to the things that uh, I covered over the four films I did. I remember one guy, uh, he was actually a Democrat. I can't remember his name. Terry Gar- Goddard, it was his name, out of Arizona. He was the, uh, 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 the attorney general at one point. And he said, you don't understand how much money the banks make from this stuff. And I said, really? He says, yeah. He says, what happens now? He goes, cartel doesn't, they don't want to go back over the border with $20,000 worth of cash. It's hard to do. He goes, especially if, you know, they're not crossing over illegally, if they're going through the port of entry, they want to go through the port of entry. So he says, so what they do now is they take the $20,000, they go to the bank and they wind up getting the $20,000 on a little tiny credit card. And now that credit card's worth $20,000. When you're walking through, you know, uh, it, it, through the, nobody, you know, it's not wrapped in cellophane and big bags and you're not on a big satchel on your back. $20,000 takes up a lot of space on a satchel. Now it's just a little card, a plastic card in your wallet. He says that the, the banks love this stuff. They make a ton of money off this stuff. So trust me when I tell you that the forces in this country that don't want to see that last line item isn't the person who says, oh, I don't want to go to war. It's the person who doesn't want their money cut off. That's really what it comes down to. So these four things would work in a big way, along with mandatory E-Verify so we get rid of the people who are here. And I know we've talked about this five million times before, but to your point, this Democrat Garcia makes a complete ass out of himself because most people in this country would look at that plan and say, oh, it's fantastic. Do we, do we want to talk about the other Democrat representative that... Makes an ass of themselves. Which one? Cory Bush? Cory Bush. Go ahead. So what's going on now with Cory Bush? The Department of Justice she, is yeah, going she, after one of its own? Shocking, right? Yeah. She uh, is officially under DOJ investigation for using taxpayer funds on private security when she wasn't meant to. Uh, and that's why I want to play this throwback video from two years ago where, I'm not kidding, and you'll hear it and see it if you're watching, uh, she completely justifies the idea that she can spend however much she wants on her own security and that she deserves security. 
but that does not translate into uh, supporting the police and that we should still be all on board to defund the police. So yes on security for her, no on security for American people. Uh, Ryan, please play the clip. You can't get that off. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. There are so many things that the Department of Justice can be doing today. The fact that they're going after Cori Bush. She must have done. She must have done something else or pissed somebody else off. And they use this as an excuse to go get her. Because no joke, there's a lot of people that the Department of Justice could be putting their resources towards and they're putting it towards her because she may have gone to some private event and said, oh, I'm still going to have my security. And she pissed yeah. somebody well, off. Well, I'll give you some insight of uh, how much she has spent. This is from the Daily Mail. Bush has spent $756,000 on security since she was elected in 2020, her largest expenditure by far. A watchdog group has demanded the uh, the FEC investigate the $62,000 uh, Representative Cori Bush paid her now husband as a security guard from answer. her campaign account. There's your answer. See, there you, there you go. Because I knew it just didn't seem right. So you take $750,000. married her security guard. Yeah, you say $750,000. You're like, wow, that's a lot of money. But then again, she is a radical, and I could see where people, nutty people, would make threats at her, which is just stupid to begin with. But nonetheless, she feels like she's got to protect herself. But she goes the extra step because she thinks she could get away with it. She pays the money to her own husband and says, oh, this husband of mine is a security guard. What a great way to launder money and to get it through. It's the same thing. I talk about this all the time. And, and for people who are new to, the pro, new to the program, one of the biggest scams that there is in political spending is, I'll explain it with Mommy and I. So Mommy is familiar with the internet because that's what I do. So she understands uh, how it is that I would post things, et cetera, and so forth. And if she didn't understand, I could probably teach her in 20 minutes flat. So let's say, for instance, that tomorrow I raise $100 million to run for governor of the state of Florida. Well, I'm going to obviously spend a great deal of that money on advertising. So let's say, for instance, I decide that it's $50 million. $50 million of my $100 million I'm going to spend on ads, so now who's going to do that? So Mary, your mother, goes and creates Mary's Marketing LLC. She's in the business now of running ads. Typically what happens is that people who run the advertisements for campaigns, the way that they get paid is they take a percentage of the spend. So the same way that a realtor, let's say for instance, makes 5% of the sale of a home, they're incentivized to sell the home for as much as they possibly can. Well, a person who is working the marketing of a campaign is going to always look for the person who wants to spend the most because they take a percentage of the spend. So let's just say that your mother is charging 10% of the spend, which is totally normal, totally allowed. 10% is fine. 10% of the spend of $50 million would be $5 million. I can hire your mother 
in her LLC, hand her over the $50 million. She's really going to run the ads, there's no doubt. Right. And she'll probably run the ads maybe better than some other company would because she's going to take a little extra time because it's her husband. But I just funneled $5 million to your mother, who, by the way, is married to me. We're going to benefit from that. That is the most legal, illegal thing that you'll ever hear. That's what this woman's doing. She's going to hire a husband as a security guard and pay him the dollar amount. And that is probably one of the reasons why somebody's eyebrows raised. Well, again, it is funny that she is being caught for a literal hypocrisy to one of her main uh, vocal points as a congresswoman, which is yeah. you don't need the police to secure and protect you. You don't need it. Defund them. Defund them. Even in that video, she's just shaking around so much. Just like stand still and speak. Uh, you know, so she's going to go that route, and yet her her personal route is fund me, fund me, fund my security, fund my husband, fund my protection. Um, I don't know why people vote for these people. I don't. It, it is do not. I do not understand. It is. It is um, highly insulting. Yeah, that she does what she does. But the most insulting thing of the day, oh. by far, is our last story, which is from E. Jean Carroll. Now, I want to prelude this in saying that Dennis, myself, and Ryan are not going to say what we believe uh, is our opinion of Miss Carroll because she is lawsuit happy and she just likes to do things like lawsuits, from what I can tell. So she appeared on MSNBC, you know, the most credible news uh, channel there is. And she went on the most credible news person there is, also known as the lesbian, what's her name again? Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Rachel Maddow asked Miss Carol how she's actually going to spend the $83 million that she's going to get from Donald J. Trump. And here is the answer she gave. You've talked about using some of Trump's money you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, or, Rachel. Or, yes. Tell me. I had such, such great ideas <laughs> for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely <laughs> new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Nothing. Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France? You want France? You want to go fishing nope. in France? No? Oh. All right. All right. Okay. That's a joke. <laughs> That's a Although joke. If, if me fishing in France... Could yeah. do something for women's rights. I would take the hit. You know, I would obviously uh, t- take one for the team. I All right, let me, let me, uh, <laughs> as if, as if you need persuasion in that regard. Let me, let me finish with a final question. Um, What's your take on that, Dennis? Because well, I have a lot to say. You, you were definitely on to something there regarding uh, maybe making a career out of her lawsuits. Because there was another part of that interview, too, where Maddow asked her, would you be involved in another lawsuit if it helps bring down Trump? And if I was this woman's lawyer, I mean, in this entire case, I'd be like, please do not do these interviews because she says outright. Yeah, totally. And then she was asked about campaigning for Biden. Yeah, totally. And this woman is so obviously compromised. And for her to have such a 
outlandish and just in-your-face response as the, those four women laugh. Although I could tell by her lawyers, they looked a little uneasy as she's like talking about yeah. fishing in France and buying these clothes. And she, it, 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 this isn't just the one time. I mean, she did another interview yesterday and she talked about buying lug, uh, lux, uh, premium dog food, like luxury dog food with this money. So uh, there's no doubt that she has no intentions to really use this settlement for... I think anything righteous or even in her guise of righteousness sounds like it's all for personal benefit here. Dennis, you know, if you've ever dealt with anybody who's been sexually assaulted, anybody who's raped, uh, it doesn't matter how old they are. They have very, very deep, dark scars from that event. Uh, In fact, if they do actually open up and talk about it, it's almost as if it's happening in real time to them again. In my experience, this woman does not sound like somebody who went through a sexual assault or a rape that was so traumatic that she felt that the only way to bring justice was to launch a lawsuit decades after the event allegedly happened. The last thing that I would expect somebody who was really raped were really sexually assaulted is to go on television and make comedy hour of, I just got paid $83 million. If it was really serious, if the woman really had this done to her, here's what I would expect the answer to be. And maybe even would lead me to question, maybe this did happen. I'll give you an, an example of what I would expect to hear. Well, the first thing I could tell you right now is that I am going to set up a fund just with the interest alone from the 83 million fund for women who are sexually assaulted, who are raped, who don't have the money to get high powered lawyers like I do because, well, somebody paid for me to have these. So I'm going to set up a fund that's going to help women uh, who need legal defense. I'm also going to set up a hotline maybe where we can have like a, some kind of organization to where women can call out and seek advice because so many different times women are raped and they're sexually assaulted and they're too afraid to come forward. So we want to really put a lot of this money into helping educate women about what they can do and who it is that's out there willing to help them. That will be my number one goal for the rest of my life to help other women who have been in the same spot as me, not her. No. She's talking about fishing in France, going shopping for new clothes, all the other different stuff. It is such a mockery of our and even look, system. It is pathetic. Well, and know, I wish I could really say what I want to say about this woman. I know, me too. And and and, and you know, even Mad, Maddow's rhetoric, I mean, it, it, we've gone to a point of back in 2016, they went through every motion of like, why Trump is horrible for this country. They don't even try that anymore. Now it's just, we just don't like him. So we're going to do everything to support that agenda against him. And just the way she talked is like the credibility that she's giving this woman, like, oh, when he, you know, came on to you, like, like she's establishing it with the language that she's using in her questioning. And you could just see, I mean, me and you probably see it more than the average person, but you could just see the bias in the way they structure those questions and the narrative. And that's why no one watches her show. But, you know, when you see a clip like that and you realize you use the word, how much of a mockery. A lot of this has become, especially this one, because, you know, if you want to fidget with all the other things that are going against Trump, I mean, they're all 
outrageous, obviously, but you know, it's the little nitpicks that they, you know, like in Georgia, the little nitpicks that they try to get them. There is no nitpick here. This is a so he said, she said, and the amount of holes in this story, it's like a, it's a Swiss cheese story. I mean, you know, says so she's wearing this clothing outfit. It's been disproven that clothing outfit wasn't even made then. She says it's this store. Can't remember, you know, the time of day though in the store. You know, and you could tell by Trump's reactions, he doesn't know this woman. And yet everything has led to a direction of, you know, uh, even SNL. SNL, again, I'm not watching it, but when you see the clip, they're making fun of the uh, the term debanking, that it's a Trump made up thing. It's not. It's a legitimate process that they use on like Mike Liddell and other people that have gone, you know, uh, counter to what the narrative's supposed to be. Uh, they they lose out on banks. They lose out on endorsements and and sponsorships. It's a real thing. But they 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 mock it. They mock and spoof it. Dennis, there's another thing about this whole this whole story. You know, I, I'm not an expert in this field, but I have done a lot of interviews in my day, and I remember back on my television show, even on this podcast, I've interviewed a lot of people who have been the victim of sexual assault and rape. Sexual assault and rape, by and large, is usually a violent crime. It's not a sexual crime. It's a violent crime. And so when you look at somebody like Donald Trump, it's really hard to look at him and ascertain a level of anger in him. He never really shows any level of anger. He's not an angry, violent guy at all. Uh, So number one is, where is the angry, violent streak that you would see with somebody of sexual assault and rape. Number two is Donald Trump has never had an issue landing himself a hottie. Okay? I was just going to say, look at all the women he has I mean, been with. Well, one in the right wives, mind. His three wives alone. Carol. You know, his three wives alone. Ivanka was a very attractive woman. Marla Maples was gorgeous. And Melania is just like stunning. And even if he said, well, he cheated on all of them. All right. So he cheated on him, even if he cheated on him with a porn star. Still, big rack, big blonde hair, beautiful face. I mean, Donald Trump could have any woman he wanted, especially back then. You think he's going to sit there and say, let me risk it all in a department store (laughs) on this thing that's more scarier looking than the alligator that would be at the Rio? You think he's going to say, let me let me just risk all of my everything on that. It's just not going to happen. It's just there's no common sense to it. And if it really did happen, why did you wait so long? Why did you wait this long? You know, why wouldn't have you saved some sort of evidence? I mean, geez, Dennis, you go in our garage today. I still got stuff that people have sent me, letters that they've sent me. Because I'm holding on to it because if one day somebody actually finds me with a bullet in the back of my head, maybe one of the letters that you saw that I got 12 years ago when I was on Fox News where some guy said, I'm going to put a bullet in the back of your head. You say, hey, maybe this is our guy. I mean, I've saved the evidence. You save stuff like that. This person, oh, sorry, I don't even have any evidence. The evidence is that you want to go campaign for Joe Biden. That's the evidence in my opinion. That's the evidence. So- we have a mockery of our system. If they can do it to him, they'll do it to anybody. And lastly, and we'll close out on this, you won't understand this, Ryan won't understand this until you actually become a father. But, you know, you work your whole life, 
you, we talked about this on yesterday's show about the importance of saving your money and turning off lights and everything else. You know, I'm 55 and presumably let's say I still got a good 30 years left on this, on this planet. So yeah, I got to get myself through those 30 years with my money, but I'll start to enter that phase of what am I going to leave behind to my kids? What am I going to leave for my kids? How much will my kids get when I do and in fact die and my wife dies? I mean, that is not only my legacy, it's sort of like a, like, like, like a nut, you know, like, like my money that I want to hand over to you. Here you go. Two nuts for you and two nuts for you and two nuts for you. Donald Trump worked really hard to make his money. He worked really hard. He took a lot of risk as an entrepreneur. He took a lot of risk as an entertainer. He took a lot of uh, risk as, as a guy who was, you know, out there fighting against, uh, you know, all the different people like uh, Sammy the Bull and all these other different guys who are in the world of gambling. He's, he's in casinos that want to take him over to the dark side and he wouldn't do it. I mean, he risked himself time and time again so he could make his fortune. And now the courts want to steal his fortune and give it to somebody who couldn't figure out how to make it themselves. And, and what they're doing is they're taking away this man's, this, this man's life, what should be going to his kids. Now they're going to give it to some stranger he's never met who just came up with some kind of story that goes with the Democrat narrative. And so, yeah, all right, we're going to take away your $83 million and give it to her. And oh, by the way, get ready because you're going to get 250 to $300 million out of your pocket when some radical judge in New York decides that you said your Mar-a-Lago was worth more than it really was worth. Donald Trump is guilty of the same thing every contractor, every homeowner in the United States has done for decades. If you've ever filled out a mortgage or an income statement or anything and you've put a dollar amount on what you think the value of your home is, you have committed the same crime as Donald J. Trump. And that they're going to steal his cash for that. It's so criminal. It's, it, it almost makes you want to cry. Uh, you know, uh, there is one little quick clip that I'm hoping Ryan could play here at the end just to kind of maybe add more emphasis to this. It's a... Uh, a little short video here of the view co-hosts walking out to their set, um, to, uh, OJ's for the love of money, which was the theme song to the apprentice. So if Ryan could play that real quick. Just walked out to the OJs for the love of money, which is the theme song of The Apprentice, and that's connected to the fact that you know who has to pay money, 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 money. Something like eighty-three million dollars. Eighty-three point three. Oh, I'm sorry. Eighty-three point three million dollars. You could just see, you know, how Whoopi and all of them walked out, like the glee on their face. And again, this is a good testament to they don't care about that they were helping an alleged rape victim. That it, 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 they all know deep down and on the truth lie detector that this did not happen. Yeah. They are just so happy to see him, meaning Trump, in pain, to see him lose money, to see the fact that he can't just hand that money off 
to, you know, uh, to his family because he worked for it. They, they thrive in his loss. Yeah. That's evil. If you're enjoying that because you, you know, you, you're sticking to him and it's just a vendetta. I mean, do something with your lives, you know, like the, the, they're walking out like, and like the, the, the smirkness, the smirking, like there's no more hiding it. They're letting you out and open. Like they don't care if Trump uh, donates all his assets to the kids in Africa. As long as he is there existing and has supporters, it's become almost like their life mission. I really believe this. I think they all have this eternal belief because they only choose the people they want to hear from. They don't get it. They're in their echo chamber and they make it their life mission to attack and, and end Donald Trump. Rachel Maddow has it. Anderson Cooper has it. The View co-host has it. Obviously, Jack Smith and Letitia James. I mean, Letitia James literally said it. It, it. They have like, it, it's like they think it's their life mission. And that if your life mission is to end somebody's career and legacy, like reevaluate your life. It's and, not even ending his career and his legacy. It's actually literally destroying him. Destroying him, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I'll say my last word here and then we got to wind up. But, you know, I, we, we never really get, I mean, you guys do a great job every morning on the DML News app with the daily prayer. And I get so many different comments about it that people love the fact that here we are a news app doing daily prayer. But, you know, when you think about Jesus for a moment, you think about what was done to him and the fact that he was put up on the cross and crucified and all the things that they did beat him and just just the whole journey to, you know, his own crucifixion. When you look at that and say, wow, you know, he was still willing to forgive and still willing to love or whatever, it is harder to love than it is to hate if you think about that. Think about what Jesus had to do in order to maintain his love for man, even though what man tried to do, tried to destroy him. Hate is very easy. Hate can grab you and hold you and never let go. And these people have so much hate in in their blood and in in their heart and in their souls. I don't even know if they have hearts. Watching those women walk out onto stage playing that song and like stabbing him. I mean, there are people that deserve that sort of thing. Very horrible people, real rapists, real people who are just so demonic, who do things to children that I would be like, hey man, why are you even doing that for? You say, like you bring in attention to that person, but I could understand why you're kind of doing it. But what they're doing right now to, to Trump because they just don't like his politics, that's demonic. The, the, the devil has his hands on those people and they're going to, when their time up on this earth happens and the buzzer happens for them, I truly believe that they're all going to hell and they're going to pay the deepest price. They're going to pay a lot more than $83 million and $300 million for what it is that they've done. Donald Trump, he, he may have to say goodbye to $300 million in the next year. He's going to make it back tenfold with books and everything else. Yeah, but, he'll, he'll naturally make it back. He'll make yeah. it all back. These other people, there, I be, I truly believe in my heart that they're all going to hell. And and, and as a person who is God fearing, they're. Let me say it differently. I can't even relish in that. I can't be happy about that because even though they deserve it, I can't be happy about it because I am a God fearing man. It makes me feel horrible for them because I don't think they have an idea of what's coming. No, I get, look, uh, I, and, and that's why, and I'll close with this, it, it does attest to the legacy, because if I was Trump, right, 
you know, I know all the good I've done for the country. I know I've all the good I've done for for you know business and everyone I've hired. But then you get something like the Eugene Carroll thing being a stain on that, and you know it's a farce, and 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 most do. But the fact that it's you know it's always gonna be something that's that's thrown at him, and legacy can change like that. I mean, just a quick example: Stephen Hawking was known for for uh, you know being an incredible theorist, and everything that had to do with astrophysics. His legacy's gone. You know that the Epstein client list drops. You learn that he's into midget orgies. So pardon the, the language there, but it's that's what came out. That's all anyone's gonna remember from him. All that work he did in the past. Nope, you're, that's what you know now. So if Trump is just now going to be titled around as the rapist by liberals, that that is horrifying to know or think about because we all know the way that this has gone. Mm. That is not what the what I I go back to what I said a few minutes ago. It's harder to love, easier to hate, but but Jesus' story has lasted forever and ever and ever. So. If there is, we all have a specific amount of time on this, on this planet, and then we move on to another dimension, what, what they're doing, and they don't even know it, is they're locking in his story to be told for thousands of years. I, I, I'm telling you, you go fast forward a thousand years from now, there are going to be two stories that are going to always be told, that of Jesus and that of Trump. I guarantee, and I'm not comparing the two to the same thing, but we a thousand years from now, this country will still be talking about well, Donald J. Trump. It, yeah, and because there's too many people who love him. To even get it on the more ground perspective, I mean, th- what, we've had 44 presidents in, oh, I mean, 45, four, 45 uh, before. Yeah, the, no, 46, he would be 47. 40, uh, yes, what I'm saying, so we've yeah. had over 40 presidents. Yeah. And if I were to say to you or any, you know, just... Actually, you know more, but like an average person, name, you know, former presidents, there's always the big ones that come to mind, Washington, the Jefferson, the Lincoln. Right. Trump will be one of those. He's not going to be a Grover Cleveland who you, you throw the name out and you're like, what? You know, but in terms of like the name, you know, Lincoln is the name when it comes to a president. Trump's there. Oh. Trump will be there for, oh. for the uh, listen, and, and And you know who's doing that? Not Trump. I mean, Trump was good president. I don't think he was the greatest of all time. He did some really cool stuff. He did other things that I think could have been better. Eight years, maybe he would have been one of the top guys, no doubt. But what they're doing to him right now is the modern day story of Jesus taking it down, mm-hmm. meaning not from a religious Our Father sort of thing. A man who was just looking to do good for yes, all the people. The theme of it, yeah. The theme of it. Yes. Let's make America rich again. Let's make America safe again. Let's make America smart again. Let's make America great again. He didn't say, I've never heard him be derogatory to anybody. Let's kick out all the damn Chinese out of this country. Let's kick out all the people from Jordan out of this country. He's never targeted a group like that with the exception of what was called the Muslim ban because the Muslim ban was let's protect ourselves from terrorists. Those are the ones who are killing us. With the exception of that, he's only wants to make people more rich, all, all colors, all sexes, all orientations. And yet this is what they're going after him. And the, why are they going after him? Because he called out the media for being the lion scumbags. They are. He called out Washington DC for being the corrupt politicians. They are. He wouldn't take any BS from China, Iran, North Korea, not Russia, none of them. And they don't like him 
They don't like him because when he walked down that L, uh, that escalator, he said they're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some are good people, but they're not bringing, they're not sending their best. He told it how it is. Yeah. And what did they do? They cut out that speech and just said they're bringing crime, they're bringing drug, drugs, they're rapists, and tried to make it sound as if every person breaking through the border was the most horrible thing in the world by cutting his statement. So you know what? They've done this to themselves. He will odds-on be reelected if the cheating is stopped. Mm -hmm. And if he is, these people, oh, I can't wait. I mean, I don't like revenge as a business plan, and I certainly don't like it as a country's blueprint. But, man, there is going to be some real, real lick-chopping. You know, I I mean, it is going to be fun to watch. (laughs) All right, that's it for us. We went a lot longer than uh, we should have. We saw Ryan over there cringing over there with the clock saying, hey, come on, you're making my life miserable. With that being said, until the next time, God willing, tomorrow we shall uh, pray for you, your family, these United States, and, of course, Donald J. Trump, because he is being just raked over the coals unfairly. But if there's one person who's got the strength to get through it, it is he. Until the next time, thanks so much. Have a great day, everybody. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and team DML.